Hello and welcome to domainer.com.au. This is Ed K. Smith from onlineimpact.com.au here with the host of domainer.com.au, Rob K. And we also have the lovely Nikki Scholes from um, the consultation model working group along with Peter. Uh, and Peter is Tanoli. Peter Tanoli. Hey, Peter. Hey, how are you going? It's now, good to be here. Uh, I know these guys really well, like for the last three minutes. Um, so hence, hence I'm struggling with their names. So I apologize if I, if I stuffed them up there. Uh, but we thought it would be a great uh, idea to have you guys on the show. Well, actually, Rob did. I didn't think of this idea. This was completely Rob's idea. Uh, so he gets all the credit. And, uh, and discuss what's been happening in the Australian domain space and what the consultation model working group actually is, or the CMWG to make it easy as an acronym. So thanks for coming on the show, guys. Uh, we're all in different spots in Australia. Nikki's currently in Canberra. And Peter, whereabouts are you? I'm in Melbourne. In Melbourne and the two Perth boys. So uh, welcome to domainer.com.au. Hi, guys. Thank you. Thank you. We, we relish in this opportunity. Yeah. Fan fantastic. We appreciate you having us, giving us the opportunity to tell you what's been going on. Yeah, and so, I think it's quite timely because we have a very important um, workshop happening on Monday that hopefully a lot of people tune into, but I guess we can talk about that at the end. Yeah, so firstly, let's discuss what is the CMWG and uh, why has it been formed and what, what are the, the, uh, the reasons people should pay attention to it? Who wants okay. to take that one? Nikki? Well, <laughs> yeah. I'll start. Um, all right, so the CMWG was formed in response to the government's review of ALDA, and um, the government found that ALDA's management framework was no longer fit for purpose. So we need to alter the constitutional model and a few other operational issues. Um, so this, this group was formed to consult with ALDA members and the larger Australian community to discuss these changes and put some models together. Um, at the moment, we're focusing on the membership model, but um, that's because it's an immediate focal point given the AGM coming up later this year, but um, moving on, we'll be focusing in other areas. I, I also think that this came up because the board didn't want to be seen as just looking at this introspectively. The, from my perspective, and I hope the rest of the CMWG's perspective is that the board really want to get um, membership on board. They also want to get members' ideas and input. Without members' input, without members buying in, um, this constitutional change is not going to happen. And one of the best ways of getting that buy-in is for members to contribute. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Alda's a membership organisation and, um, you know, it heavily relies on its membership base. And so the members should be heavily involved in the future Alda and how that looks. Absolutely. And with this CMWG, I th think there's about 15 members as part of the CMWG? Yes. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And so what sort of um, background do, do different members have? I know, Nikki, you're, you're from Netfleet, um, the Drop Platform. Um, whereabouts are you from, Peter, your background? So I've been involved in the internet since a very long time ago. I was actually, uh, when I was like 12, I ran a bulletin board. Uh, I've been involved in the internet 
by I was one of the, one of the I founded one of the first ISPs in Melbourne. Oh, wow. um, what I currently do is I am a board member for Electronic Frontiers Australia and Internet Australia. So I, I guess I'm representing um, civil society for the CMWG. And awesome. And so there's there's quite a diverse um, range of of members. I heard there's a there's like a, a farmer or something. Yeah, there's a farmer. Um, there's another rural person that is really into engagement with um, rural communities and and the internet. Um, I think about half of the group are outer members and half aren't. Um, yeah. That could be perceived as a bad thing, but I actually think it's a great thing because we're bringing more people into the fold and we're not looking inside. We're actually looking at what the greater community wants out of outer. Yeah, um, it sounds quite diverse, which is a good thing. That's what we want. That's what we need. Um, we need have, a bigger membership base. The members have a very broad range of views and, you know, we often don't agree on certain things and, um, you know, people come with their different perspectives and that's been essential to the process. Um, you know, it's added a lot of value to, to what we're doing. Absolutely. I guess we're not necessarily a democracy, we're a consensus. And the decisions yeah. that the group comes up with are based on consensus because we are so varied, we are so diverse. We do disagree a lot. Um, that can be a drawback, but I also believe that that's a, a strength, that we're not all, there's no hive mind. We're not, we're not in groupthink. Mm, definitely. And there's no one on the group that's, um, that's too scared to talk up. You know, so everyone's very opinionated and vocal, which I found is it's essential. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that we have members in the group that with that attitude, otherwise we wouldn't be able to achieve what we meant. Yeah, I guess you want all the ideas coming from all angles and then a filter system will put up the options for the members to choose what's what's best and right for the for the end result. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, there's so much information that we've got to sift through and, um, you know, we've got to see what other countries are doing and what works for them, what doesn't work for them. And we've got to discuss and debate it and see how it would fit in within Australia and then formulate something that makes sense and put it forward to the members and the community to give us input on. Yeah, well, let's work on, um, Let's go on to the first, there was one workshop that was held in early July. Yeah. Um, how did that go? Like there was a member workshop where people could either turn up in Melbourne or they could hop online and just discuss the, the different membership models. Yeah, so that was great, actually. That's, um, yeah. That workshop was fantastic. We, it was first of the kind that has been done in the industry, which I think was refreshing. Um, the turnout wasn't as great as we anticipated. We would have preferred to have a lot more members participation, but the members that were there, I mean, the input we received was just incredible. You know, I mean, we got so far in terms of really understanding what the members value in the current membership and what they want and don't want in the new model. And going through the um, three proposed models, it was very good to see their thinking and um, 
and just have the input as to to what they expect really uh, you know what they expect from Alda and what they what their vision is for the industry it was also interesting how over the space of two hours the group as a whole reached that consensus to have mm. the third membership model. It wasn't as if we came in to that forum with like a, a predefined Reconceived idea outcome. Um, oh. The group as a whole just naturally ended up at that consensus. And I feel that we're all comfortable about it. I don't think that there was any dissent about it. Like I, I now, do you want to explain that some more, Peter? So there were, at the start of the meeting, there were three kind of models that were being put forward to members to uh, discuss. I forget what what the first two were. The, the third one was the the single membership model where it kind of gets rid of demand class members versus supplier class members. I think that's the one that won on the day. But what were the other two models? So there was a draft option one, which was a functional constituency, which was more as if there were representative model, uh, sorry, representative body, bodies that were the members, such as um, industry associations. Yeah, um, one of the, the negatives with that model was that there would be potential weighting as to which, well, whether those institutions had more members or they were more relevant to outer. Um, and I guess looking forward, those weightings would have to keep changing. And, and, and I think that model would be up for derision anyway, because people would say, oh, these, these weightings are dodgy or they're, they're rubbery or they're just not fair. And yeah. that's one of the, the voice. That's right. And one of the things that membership wanted and one of the things that we discussed and probably one of the most important things is everyone wanted fairness. No one, I, I don't think that the domainers or the supply side said, oh, we want the supply side to be um, represented. Or I think as a whole, as a, as a membership body, we all want fairness. We, we're not taking sides as in terms of supplier demand. As a whole, I think we all want fairness. And I don't think that that showed up in the constitutional, uh, functioning, functional constituency. Yeah. Um, the second model was similar to that. However, it had individuals too. And yeah. there was a similar issue in terms of waiting and such. And I, I think it's just too hard to have waiting and it's just too much. It's too up for interpretation. Yeah. From, from as we've spoken about on the day, it was, it was clear. I liked how you guys were sticking pinks, pink stick it, post-it notes um, for and against um, in the background for people online to see. And it was clear that the a majority of people in the audience as well as online were voting for the single member membership model. Um, and it, it makes sense as well because we do look at um, countries like Canada and Syria and, and they seem to have a positive um, member group and, and they, they, their model is pretty much like that, right? They've got a single membership model base. Yes, yeah, so, um, we actually, that was one of the models we were looking at and I think the group generally favoured um, people putting it out there because it is very inclusive and that is in line with the government recommendations and it's in line with what we've we understand the community wants you know 
everybody should be able to participate, fair votes, you know, each person has one vote and um, it, it just works. You know, it makes it harder to, to stack and it prevents all these other issues. I would say um, that both CIRA and New Zealand's models are the models that we've probably put the most time and effort into uh, looking into. We've communicated both with CIRA and Internet New Zealand. Um, we also have Debbie Monaghan from Internet New Zealand who actually participates um, in the CMWG meetings, not necessarily as a CMWG member, although she is, but um, she answers our questions. Mm. Right. She's provided she helps us. great insight and information as to how the Internet NZ model works. And that's contributed to how we formulate the proposal to the members. It also goes along with us not just being introspective. We're trying right. to get as many outside views as possible. Yeah. yeah, and especially advice and opinions from systems that are working. That's in, right. In real life. So that, that makes yep. sense. And this whole thing is, is literally that the government have said things are broken, fix it up, start with the membership group. So this is obviously very important what we're doing. Um, and the first workshop was important and we've now heard how that went. Um, can we talk about how the, there's going to be a second workshop happening this Monday in a couple of days. Um, how's that going to be different to the first workshop? I believe it's going to be more in depth. So I think we have, We've somewhat settled on a model, but there's a whole stack of mechanics that we need to discuss. Some of the things that we need to discuss are fees. So one of the, in terms of the CIRA model, they don't charge at all. Yeah, um, it's free it, for members yes. instead of um, $22 or something for demand and 110 for supply, but now it's gonna be a single member model. Yeah, I get you. So how, how much is it gonna cost? Is it gonna be the 22 or 50 or free? Yes, um, the other question is an opt-in or opt-out. So basically with CIRA, anyone can opt-in. We've had discussions about having opt-out so that OUTER as a whole increases its membership base. However, there are corporate issues about that. There are ethical issues. There are liability issues. We would like to have the biggest membership base possible, but we also need to yeah. be pragmatic about it. Um, I guess... Some of the other things we want to talk about are um, committees to assist the board. So we want members to be more um, active within OUTER. So some of the groups that we've spoken about are a membership committee or a members committee, um, a technical slash registrars committee. The, oh, okay. the board wants members to be more active. Maybe well. uh, part of the main. Sorry, an important part of the committees is also to ensure that the members have a voice because yeah. if we have a single membership, we're expecting and hoping that we'll have a very large membership base. So, um, you know, how do we get all those voices and opinions in an organized manner up to the outer board and ensure that all the voices are heard and everyone gets to share their opinions. So that's really important. That's an important aspect to consider. And so we just need to yeah. drill down on which committees do we need and how would that work? So our original terms of reference, I guess, was the membership, but we found that that membership has needs several foundations to support it. 
such as these committees, such as a nominations committee, such as the fees, whether we do opt-in, opt-out. There's more than just what the members of outer are constituted from if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I also, I get expanding on the mechanics. Also, there is talk, let's face it at the moment, about who, who should be able to be a member. So should we have Australian residents or should we have Australian connection or should it just be a free-for-all? Um, so all, all these points are very important. And of course, we're not making these rules up in this Domain of Show video today. What people need to do is they need to attend this workshop on Monday and have their voice. Um, so how can people attend this second workshop on, on Monday? Right, so the workshop will be held at La Trobe University in Melbourne, but there'll also be online participation just as there was for the last workshop. So that just makes it easy for anyone from anywhere could log in and have their say. And if you're in Melbourne, if you're not in Melbourne, don't just think that, um, the online participation is just passive. The people who are facilitating um, these sessions, who are called Think Place, put a lot of effort into making sure that online particip participants have as much voice as those who are there in place. So, so don't just think if you're in Mel not in Melbourne, you can't participate. We put I a lot of effort to that as well, Peter, because I attended the first one online from Perth. It was great. I didn't miss. Uh, I didn't miss hearing anything. There was a live chat. So if I didn't get to talk, I could type in my live chat and they, um, the, what is it? The think place people would then make notes on, on the online members, um, what they were saying on online chat. And then they were showing the group in real time at the venue. So it definitely works. And they, they did do a great job with the yeah. online stuff. And you can also, um, they've got a tool. I can't remember the name of it, but, um, you know, they post questions and you can enter, you can put answers. Yeah, that, that's right. So, that worked as well mm. on your computer as well as chatting. There were pop-up boxes where you were answering questions and they were getting displayed on the, uh, on the overhead projector at the, at the venue. So it's definitely yeah. worth attending. And there is a conversation tracker from the last session. And whether you're online or whether you're in person, everyone's contributions are on there. There's no discrimination between where people were. It's, it's everyone's con contributions are listed there. We'll, we'll make so, sure that that all gets added to the show notes. So there's links. That would be great. And people can then go on Monday and make sure they get to participate if they feel the desire to. A question that I have for you guys is, are you looking for more people to be a part of the group or is the group at its capacity uh, at the moment with the 15 people or so that are involved? Well, I think that the group is fairly large at the moment. You know, there are 15 people and as I said, everyone's opinionated. So we've got people had months to, um, to apply to be part of this group and, and people did apply to it. Right. So I don't, I don't think anyone should be able to just put their hand up at the end of it and decide to come in. It makes sense to me. Fair call. Yeah. Look, Absolutely. I mean, I think that it's good, you know, we're really starting to get to the crux of things right now. And um, I think it's important that the group stays focused on delivering something of value to the members. You know, that's um, what we really need to focus on. But that's not to say at a later point we might not consider expanding the group. We might need to. 
Um, but there are definitely a lot of individuals out there that have great experience and could offer a lot of valuable input. And we are aware of that. And now they can do that online on Monday anyway. Everyone can offer their input as part of the second workshop. Yeah, exactly. And we're working on putting a forum up so, um, you know, members can, or anyone from the community really that has an interest or has something to say can contact us and voice their opinions. Or they can email us or they can yeah. contribute to the outer discourse. We're, we're more than happy to receive people's feedback. Um, the feedback that we've received, I believe we've responded to every piece of uh, feedback we've received. We're, we're more than happy to hear people's thoughts and opinions on outer. Definitely. Awesome. Right. So no one's got an excuse. So if you want to contribute right. to the processes that are happening now with outer uh, and the forecoming improvements and changes, well, now's your opportunity to uh, participate in the group meeting coming up on Monday uh, and any other future ones. And we'll obviously, uh, Rob and I will put the information down on any future ones that are coming up. So you'll be able to see those. Um, what, what else are the crux, uh, the core things that people should be aware of uh, that are going to be discussed in the upcoming meeting? Are there any, um, any things that people can pre-prepare for or uh, have some, some things to, to research before they show up on Monday? Well, I think it's, you know, the government has, in part of its review, it said that there needs to be a nominations committee needs to be put in place. Um, the nominations committee will basically vet candidates for the board positions. Um, so obviously that committee is going to have a fair amount of power. Um, in the industry once they've set up. Initially, the government will appoint that committee, but after that, the, it's according to the review, the board will appoint the committee. So we just got to think about how that will work in the long run. And um, also what will be, cons what will go under the constitution and what will go under the bylaws and how the two will interact and the consequences of having, matters under the bylaw as opposed to the constitution. So obviously any changes to the constitution will require membership votes. Mm -hmm. um, as far as I'm aware, changes to the bylaws don't require that. So it's, you know, I mean, these are complicated issues that need to be thought out. We also don't want to make the management of this namespace so difficult that we need to vote on every decision that needs mm. to be made yeah. you know, because that's just i mean nobody wants that so um it needs to be practical that makes sense. i guess the other challenges are out of small membership base and how to increase that uh we constantly have this discussion about what the value of being an outer member gives people and from the first forum we found that being able to contribute has a high value, but we need to investigate other ways that members can get value from outer, as well as how to get a bigger membership base. So that if we don't have that problem of people questioning stacking anymore, if we have yeah. a large enough membership base, yeah, stacking should never be a question because the large membership base should dilute whoever wants to stack it. 
exactly. It will be much yeah. harder to stack on any side, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot that can be that can be talked about this, but I guess that's what the whole point of um because I've got some ideas as well, but I want to say those ideas at, at the second workshop on Monday. So um I, I look forward to it. it. What else, Ed? Um, it's about it. Well, it's yeah, I think that's about it. But it, I mean, it's important that people attend. We've we've touched on that already. That people get along, uh, if you can. Uh, so just to confirm the time, it is this Monday, uh, the sixth of August, two thousand and eighteen, at the time of this recording, and it's being held in Melbourne. What time in Melbourne is it being held, guys? So that's uh, five o'clock to seven thirty. Um, okay. It's five p.m. to seven thirty. Okay, easy. Okay, so uh, that that pretty much is uh, easy for most people across Australia. That that time slot. And that's something we've we've considered a lot. You know, we want to make these workshops accessible to people. We wanted to make it easy for them to attend. So a good time, yeah. You know, yes, setting times outside of working hours just to um, accommodate people make it a bit more easier to put into the schedule. And is there currently a website or anything up or uh, or not at the moment? No, we currently have information posted on the outer website. Okay. But um, we are working on something on our, our own. CMUG. Okay. It won't really be a website. It'll be a forum. Just a forum. Okay, cool. Awesome. All right. Well, unless there's anything else either Nikki or Peter would like to say before we finish up, uh, we'll let them get back to their activities that they were up to before hopping on the on the show we greatly appreciate your uh time and your thoughts and uh, i think it's an important subject that people need to get behind particularly when you consider that there's what three and a half million domains registered in australia uh there's yeah. certainly there's certainly not a hundred thousand or four hundred thousand people who are involved in outer uh, <laughs> or members so there's a lot, there's a long way to go. There's a huge group. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. this is, this is the whole, the whole point. So who knows what this landscape will look like in another five to 10 years time with these, uh, in these changes and improvements. I think it'll be a good thing to have the, a broader scope of people involved and, um, to, to help things better for everybody. Exactly. So, and just to expand on that point is, you know, um, what I'd really like to communicate to people is that the Australian, domain name space is it's an Australian asset you know it belongs to the Australian people yeah. and so it's really important that we get the community's input on how the future of art is going to look it's absolutely and the biggest frustrating thing is when you have people after the fact you know whinging and moaning about certain things when they couldn't even be bothered showing up in the first place to have exactly. their their voice so we've all got to Turn up on Tuesday and or Monday, right? Monday. Monday, yeah. Monday. Almost depending the date. Like <laughs> you, you can turn up on Tuesday, <laughs> Robert. I'm, I'm going to be there. Don't worry, I'll be there on Monday. Not You're close. Uh, I guess the decisions that we make now and in the next one to two months, they're going to remain for at least next five, ten, fifteen years. So we're at a turning point. Absolutely. And people would be doing a disservice to themselves by not participating. I, I think we've, we're putting out all stops for people to participate. If, if we're not, please let us know. Um, but from my perspective, we're really endeavoring to get as many people to participate. And, and even on Monday, 
it's open to the public. We really want people to be involved. Yeah. Great, Brian. Fantastic. Uh, and so now we will put links on the site, but just audibly for people who are listening, how do they get involved on Monday? Just to be super clear, uh, where do they go? What do they do? If you go to the outer homepage, uh huh, and auba.org.au, that's yep. correct. Yep. And under more news, there is a registration link. Under okay. more news, okay. Just don't want to make assumptions that people would know how to get there. So that is great. But we'll say we will put the link on the the page as well. But just for the watchers and listeners, so they can get there if they're listening before Monday. Of course, if you're listening to this after. Too bad. Uh, so. But we'll have had a great time. We'll have had a year and you'll, and you'll be able to see what's happened from it, but you won't be able to participate. So make sure you get on. All right. Thank you. I Nikki. have to admit, I take the lazy route. I um, just Google CMWG 6 August. Uh, so you're, you're oh, clever. Well, you <laughs> I, I should do that too. Okay. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Peter. And Rob. of course, Rob and uh, be safe. Have a good weekend Thanks. coming up. Thanks, and, uh, we'll Thanks Nikki. Yeah, thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks for, for the opportunity, really guys. Yeah. Thanks, our, our pleasure. Take care. Bye Thank for now. You too. Bye.